New Books in Economics, brought to you by EAEPE, the European Association for Evolutionary Political Economy. Welcome to this new episode of New Books in Economics, part of the New Books Network. I am Andrea Bernardi from Oxford Brookes University, and I am here today to talk about a very provocative book of political economy. And this was published by Routledge in 2017 and uh, with a very strong title, The Fascist Nature of Neoliberalism, co-authored by Andrea Micocci and Flavia Di Mario. Welcome, Flavia. Please uh, um, tell us something about your co-author, Andrea, uh, the late Andrea Micocci. Um, I can introduce yourself already. Um, Flavia uh, is a doctoral student at London Middlesex University. She is uh, working on a project on industrial relations. Um, She has got an MBA from Link Campus University in Rome, and she has got a a BA in political sciences from uh, Lewis University in Rome. Uh, Welcome, Flavia. What about Andrea Micocci? Andrea Nicocci uh, has got, uh, got his PhD from uh, the University of York uh, under the supervision of uh, Alex Kalinikos. Uh, he has taught uh, in uh, um, several uh, Italian and international uh, uh, universities and uh, he has uh, given a very, very original contribution into the economic uh, theories, uh, uh, especially those theories that uh, uh, trying to address the theoretical limitation uh, inherent to capitalism. Uh, he's the author of uh, several books, uh, included uh, a historical political economy of capitalism after metaphysic, uh, published by Routledge in 2016. Uh, a book, another book that I would like to uh, suggest to uh, everybody, undergraduate and graduate uh, student, to read uh, Moderation and Revolution, uh, published by Lexington in 2012, and um, other books like uh, Metaphysical Capitalism, uh, also published by Lexington in 2009. Uh, and uh, anti-Hegelian reading uh, of uh, economic theory published by uh, Mellon in uh, 2002. Uh, as you said, um, Andrea has passed away last year, and uh, he has been my supervisor during my MBA. Uh, he was also um, my co-author, and uh, he has been a, a great source of uh, uh, knowledge and inspiration for uh, many uh, students uh, and the intellectual uh, in all the arenas that uh, he has uh, attended. Uh, so I had the chance uh, and I was very lucky to co- uh, work with him on uh, the themes uh, that uh, we, we also address in our book. Okay, clearly a radical thinker. And let's start from a very radical beginning of your book, which starts at uh, the introduction, uh, at the very, very early uh, pages, with a quote from no less than Benito Mussolini. This was uh, from uh, his first speech as a prime minister in 1925, 
And uh, the quote is, the financial problem is the crucial problem. We must balance the state budget as soon as possible. So this is a very quick introduction to one of the topics of the book, which is uh, the relationship between capitalism and fascism. Um, please tell us something about the core content of the book and its origin. Uh, thank you, Andrea. Thank you for uh, hosting me in this uh, session of your podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you and uh, having the opportunity also to tell others, uh, all your public, about uh, uh, the book that uh, I co-author with uh, Andrea Micocci. That, uh, as uh, you already mentioned, has a very strong title, that is uh, The Fascist Nature of Neoliberalism, a book uh, published by Routledge in 2017. Uh, well, uh, thank you also for uh, mentioning uh, the quotation we want to uh, address at the very beginning of our book. Um, uh, Mussolini was uh, um, a fanatic, let's say, of budget. And uh, also today, uh, we have uh, a lot of our society and political economy that uh, is built around budget. Uh, because, uh, as you know, for example, in these days, all the European countries are discussing about uh, the ratio uh, debt GDP, uh, which is uh, assumed by everybody to be a good ratio for measuring our wealth. But is it like that? Uh, so the problem with uh, um, what is presented to us from uh, capitalism as we know it, just like uh, from fascism, is that uh, these uh, ideas, the idea of uh, a balanced budget, of the idea of uh, the ratio, the ratio, the goodness of uh, some economic ratio, should still reflect the reality. Meanwhile, we we don't want to address uh, other, we don't give uh, value at all to other uh, ratios like uh, the inequality ratio. So that that, according to us, uh, is. Uh, uh, an, an intellectual choice, and uh, is uh, an intellectual choice that we make, uh, uh, first of all, on an individual basis, and then uh, on a uh, um, large uh, collective basis. Uh, that, that, that is what uh, we want to address in the, the fascist nature of neoliberalism, uh, which is a, 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 an effort that uh, we, we are made to explain how Contemporary neoliberal capitalism builds on uh, the metaphysic and myths uh, in theory and operate through uh, managerial class. So uh, we believe that uh, neoliberalism uh, has three main uh, connotations, and these connotations are metaphysic, fascism, and managerialism. So um, metaphysic um, has a very central position in our uh, conceptualization and explanation of contemporary capitalism, and it explains why empty concepts as uh, replaced ideas and how individual mentality is driven to accept and practice antisocial and anti-human behavior. Just like I was mentioning you about accepting the ratio of uh, uh, GDP and debt. Uh, instead of uh, uh, taking the ratio of uh, 
uh, inequality as something that our uh, policies should address for our society. Okay, so we have already uh, introduced several topics. Let's start with some more order. Let's say, for example, how do you define capitalism? So um, our conceptualization of uh, capitalism is, is based on uh, 20 years of uh, Andrea Micocci's work, uh, which is, um, which as I was telling you uh, right now, was, uh, is essential, uh, the concept of metaphysic that we understand as a, a justified uh, socially justified, uh, tranquilizing and fluid intellectuality uh, that uh, is grounded on the pretense that it corresponds to some individual tendency and the nature of human being. Uh, that's the reason why, uh, in other words, uh, is uh, by itself is uh, this concept uh, just like the budget uh, insufficient. Uh, to uh, to be uh, practiced and imposed unless they are backed in uh, fascist uh, behaviors and practice. So basically, we, we believe that capitalism is reduced to uh, management of the economy by the states, as we we, we are all uh, see. Uh, and um, that uh, they fight each other with uh, their own national policies. Some of these policies are uh, coordinating. And uh, at the end of the day, or at the end of the year, they wonder at the independence of finance and also how finance is uh, predominant in their economies. So we also pose the problem of the state intervention and regulation uh, in capitalism, the, the predominance of finance and how the, the, the predominance of finance is uh, related to uh, the metaphysic, because the, the problem of uh, today's uh, neoliberal capitalism is that uh, um, as a mode of production, uh, the metaphysic is so preponderant that uh, it has erased the, the material production value and replace it with the metaphysic of uh, the financial system. And uh, all this, all this uh, uh, engine to function uh, needs, needed a rentier class and a managerial class, which uh, uh, has been uh, the, the visible executioner of, uh, of this will. Um, and this has been, in various ways, been imposed uh, by austerities or by other kind of policies, uh, uh, let's say, uh, worldwide, especially after the latest crisis. Okay, so let's move now to the next big topic, which is uh, neoliberalism. How do you define it and how do you use it in this discussion? Well, um, and what, what uh, we, we want to say in, in this book is that, uh, um, and uh, also the reason why we also review some of the literature and uh, we also accounts of some, of some definition of neoliberalism, um, is that uh, uh, neoliberalism has not brought anything new into the way that capitalism behaves. 
but uh, um, and also that uh, he has not uh, uh, diminished or, or changed the way that, as I was telling you, the fascist feature of capitalism manifest. Uh, but what neoliberalism has done, uh, he has enhanced the capacity of uh, capitalism to organize in practice and simplifying theory. Uh, that is uh, the characteristic of uh, metaphysical capitalism, uh, because um, as we see, uh, neoliberalism tend to build on uh, uh, what we call pensiero unico, a unique, uh, single way of thought, uh, which uh, is imposed us to be coherent. Uh, so, um, on the on the same times, uh, neoliberal ideas uh, pretend to manage uh, the economic and the social dimension of our human life and make a healthcare society for all, uh, but. Uh, this is eventually against what we are all witnesses uh, in our reality. So that's why we, we, we believe that uh, uh, metaphysical capitalism explains a lot of uh, uh, the problem that we have today. That is the problem of how um, the metaphysic is, uh, is uh, basically an uh, anti-human uh, and anti individual mentality that uh, reiterates the acceptance and practice of uh, collective repression in anything that is assumed to be outside capitalism and fascism. So in other words, um, today, uh, everything that uh, is, uh, let's say, a capitalist diversity is admitted, but uh, uh, what is not uh, uh, admitted uh, capitalist alternatives. Uh, and, and that's how we have a so homogenized uh, world where, where mainstream is so uh, preponderant because uh, all these uh, uh, set of ideas are back in uh, an old fussy scheme that is made of concepts like uh, meat, uh, planning, uh, nation, uh, family, and other uh, concepts that, uh, uh, when we come to analyze it, uh, really are really uh, uh, vague and uncertain compared to the realities that uh, we live. I, I, okay, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's clear enough. Well, okay, so let's define even more the connection between, between those three uh, themes that you have introduced. <coughs> let's say capitalism has been with us for at least 200 years. Uh, fascism was uh, de 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 developed, deployed uh, first at the beginning of the last century. And neoliberalism, say, let's say, has been with us, has been defined in the, in the past uh, maybe... 40, 50 years. Um, is it the first time that those three enemies that you identify in capitalism, neoliberalism, and fascism are together? Um, what uh, uh, we, we are trying to do is uh, having, uh, as you pose it uh, in, um, in a historical perspective, 
we also uh, we we have also um, tried to take back the contribution of scholars from uh, uh, the time when capitalism and the fascism have raised to address the issues that are rising with the neoliberalism. Uh, let's say uh, the first point uh, that uh, capitalism, neoliberalism, and fascism have in common. They, they have in common uh, historically that uh, the way that they came into uh, power of uh, social relation is based on uh, uh, their own inconsistent theory and set of concepts. Uh, as I was saying before, capitalism, neoliberalism, and fascism uh, are for themselves, in many of their ideas, very self-contradictory. For example, um, capitalism uh, supposed to be uh, either for uh, being uh, uh, against wars, but a lot of capitalist countries uh, practice wars, uh, and uh, for peace. So, um, in capitalism can coexist uh, different uh, practice, uh, even if the, uh, there is uh, an official communication where uh, the, there is a coherent idea about, uh, let's say, what to do uh, regarding external relation. So, uh, in the same way, uh, I can give you an example about fascists and the way that, uh, uh, let's say, in the uh, fascist uh, manifesto, uh, you have a principle like uh, the elimination of pri private, um, uh, private property and uh, uh, intermediate bodies. And then, in, fascist, in the fascist regime, you have... Uh, uh, Corporation. So um, the same for uh, neoliberalism. In neoliberalism, uh, you have a, a coexisting, uh, uh, incoherent ideas that uh, are uh, widely admitted. So the first point that these uh, uh, three regimes have in common is the inconsistency of their set of concepts. Uh, after this come the way in which uh, these impositive uh, uh, concept uh, and the narrative coming from it uh, are, uh, are given to the masses of people. Because uh, we know that um, this idea needs uh, and implies an organic society and uh, are often built around the concept of nation. And uh, uh, we see that uh, uh, the role for uh, um, all uh, the social uh, entities uh, are uh, turned into a kind of uh, business uh, uh, ethics. Uh, and uh, so everything is, uh, is uh, reduced to what uh, uh, capitalism that must be coherent with capitalism and not allowing uh, alternatism. Alternative, sorry. Uh, so um, the means by which all this is done is uh, uh, metaphysic, and uh, the the metaphysic the, uh, the concept that 
I just described to you. Is this uh, relevant uh, uh, to capitalism in general, or does it uh, work only with our current um, uh, capitalism, which others define managerial capitalism? Okay, is it I'll, a bigger I'll... problem under managerial capitalism or not? Of course, that uh, we believe, as I was telling you before, uh, metaphysics of capitalism. Uh, we understand it as uh, uh, being already a component of uh, capitalism. Let's say uh, classical or for this capitalism. Uh, and uh, what is in neoliberal capitalism different is that uh, metaphysics has, uh, uh, let's say, a more powerful role uh, in simplifying the theory of uh, capitalism and the way you, it operates. And uh, metaphysics as a concept uh, has a role in, uh, um, in the way that uh, managerialism operates. Uh, because we, we admit that uh, managerialism is uh, the result of uh, management and ideology. That was also true under normal circumstances of uh, of uh, uh, capitalism. Uh, the difference of uh, uh, managerialism under neoliberal capitalism is that uh, um, the the components the uh, of uh, management and ideology. Uh, are uh, having um, a multiplier, and the multiplier is the metaphysics of capitalism. To put it in a, a practical example, we can have a manager. This manager can assume all uh, the practice uh, that are relevant and uh, dominant in management, plus he might have a, an, an ideological uh, background uh, and uh, what it makes it, uh, let's say, um, manifesting the expression of managerialism is also a component where is uh, uh, he operates uh, or she operates in uh, um, by promoting and practice an intellectuality that, as I was telling you before, is. Uh, anti-individual and anti-human uh, anti because uh, he wants to uh, just replicate the, the acceptance and the practice uh, of uh, a, re a repression of anything outside uh, whether a corporate organization, a corporate organization in particular or capitalism more in general. Uh, so that, that, that is the, the original and the, the originality of the definition that we give of uh, uh, managerialism. And we also give an <coughs> example of, uh, um, of managerialism. We quote uh, a speech that uh, is particularly relevant for uh, uh, the brutality of the, of the arguments given to uh, the way uh, managers should behave towards their employees. Um, 
And uh, uh, this uh, speech that was given to uh, a top uh, uh, manager of an Italian uh, uh, public uh, uh, governed uh, uh, company, uh, um, then uh, was also was not addressed at all by by the Italian media, even if the CEO has to excuse for this speech. So the point is that uh, we see how in uh, neoliberal capitalism and managerialism, uh, in the same uh, corporation, uh, two or more different ideas of uh, managing HR can coexist. Uh, the one that uh, is uh, embodied by the CEO that is manifesting uh, some brutal ideas or how to change the organization, together with uh, a code of conduct, uh, a corporate social responsibility policy, a whole what the uh, good uh, um, and uh, let's say human favorable practice of uh, HR are, uh, are trying to promote as progressive. Okay, now I, now I would like to challenge you on two things, uh, the use or abuse of two concepts. Let's start from uh, neoliberalism. Uh, it is often, very often described as a dominant idea in so many fields and so apparently neoliberalism is everywhere. The European Union, a neoliberal project. The Euro, a neoliberal project. The knowledge economy, urban planning, a neoliberal project. Uh, the dominant trends in labor market regulation, clearly another neoliberal uh, paradigm. Uh, or what else? Even, I don't know, the journal rankings, the evaluation research, neoliberal projects. So my question, my provocation is, uh, and you use this expression as a key word for, for your book. Is there a possibility that we are abusing of the idea of neoliberalism and that we see it everywhere and that we see a mastermind deploying it in every aspect of our life and in every policy and that we see it as a truly dominating paradigm? Uh, yes, I I much agree with you about the um, very much uh, um, exposure of the term neoliberalism. Um, that that is also related, I think, to the um, some part of the academia. Uh, let's say I, I believe that in some. Uh, uh, oh, oh, you mentioned about the neoliberal projects uh, is is true and uh, what what is also true is that uh, the way that uh, we also talk about uh, uh, neoliberalism or contemporary capitalism or uh, whatever we call it uh, is also a way for uh, uh, we, we, without uh, let's say really the denouncing the roots of uh, this system is also a way to reiterate uh, the acceptance that I was talking about before. Um, in the sense that uh, um, a lot of uh, also the uh, speculation of, of uh, capitalism is, 
is, uh, is not really addressing, uh, let's say, is much uh, compartmentalized into discipline. Uh, what we are trying to do in this book, uh, and uh, was also um, a merit of Andrea Micocci and all he has done, not only in the academia, but also in the society, was to bring uh, economics uh, outside uh, um, outside uh, the economic uh, discourse, which means to uh, reconnect economics to society. That's why we also try to give a lot of practical examples uh, of how these, uh, the, the, the acceptance and the practice of uh, neoliberal policies are, uh, are admitted by uh academics but also uh decision maker and uh, uh any kind of social uh, uh, organization so um it's very it's very difficult to uh talk outside the neoliberalism but is uh, is also a mean of uh, talking and deba- debating about it to find a way for uh, alternatives. Maybe the, the problem might also be that uh, uh, there is uh, a disproportion between uh, how much uh, is uh, the neoliberalism system analyzed and uh, the amount of uh, uh, sol- potential solution uh, for problems of neoliberalism are brought by uh, the different uh, actors I've just mentioned before. Okay, so second uh, keyword, uh, fascism. Are we abusing uh, its use in uh, defining uh, fascist uh, contemporary governments? For example, I don't know, the Italian one, or defining fascist the, the elected, the newly elected Brazilian president. Is there a risk in abusing, uh, of course, not for intellectual purposes like uh, your uh, political economy and philosophy book, but in the daily language and in the daily political language, is there a risk that we are abusing, uh, we are using too often the word fascism to define contemporary uh, events and contemporary characters that prob- not necessarily uh, are truly fascist from a literary point of view? Uh, as you are saying, if uh, it is an abuse, of course, uh, uh, it must be denounced. Uh, the point uh, is also um, when we want to say uh, this uh, government is fascist or not, uh, sometimes, uh, uh, for example, we have a, a recent uh, uh, Italian debate from uh, prominent uh, historians uh, and other uh, journalists which have tried to uh, say that in Italy there is no a fascist regime and they try to review some of uh, uh, the historical fact that has happened in the past, in the last century. Um, but th- this is not uh, what uh, uh, a lot of people, in uh, uh, especially the uh, grassroots and uh, uh, urban uh, communities, are claiming as fascist. 
The point is uh, uh, what uh, we claim as uh, fascist is uh, uh, that communalities, uh, in terms of either brutality or uh, indifference. So it, it must not be that uh, uh, fascism must necessarily manifest under a brutal uh, character. Let's say um, the, the Brazilian government has made uh, a fascist statement. We, we and uh, uh, the Italians, uh, uh, the Italian one, uh, maybe too. Uh, the point is the reality of uh, uh, not only uh, these two governments, but uh, the wider uh, context of all this country. Uh, let me just give you an example. Uh, in, uh, in London, you have a uh, um, monument to the, uh, to the memory of the Jewish children rescued during the the Nazi regime, uh, the kinder transport. Uh, so uh, during the fascist uh, and the Nazi time, the Second World War, the, there were so-called civilized nations that through agreement between governments and uh, uh, communities, in that case where the Jewish community were able to rescue children from uh, uh, being uh, killed by the Nazi regime. Today, uh, we are not about to rescue uh, children which are uh, in Libya or in Syria or in other uh, uh, country where their life is at risk. Uh, and uh, we want to claim ourselves uh, as a non-fascist uh, regime when we practice uh, fascist uh, policy in, uh, uh, in, in, on the themes of migration, uh, urban policies, and so on. So um, uh, th this will be seen on the historical perspective. But what we can see now is that uh, there are several uh, denounces of what is ever happening at uh, socioeconomic level not only the inequality, uh, but also the way that uh, econom economics, uh, economists, and uh, in general, uh, the economic field has been denying the social uh, impacts of the, the, the current neoliberal policies. So uh, that is the, the real social conflict that uh, in some case, is uh, emerging as a conflict. In, in some other case, is uh, englobated, incorporated by uh, the populist, uh, or so if you want to call it fascist regime that are now widespreading in some countries of Europe or uh, South America, or more uh, widely different in current ways uh, worldwide. Okay, now let's move to my final question, which is, uh, uh, what about your future project? What are you working on now? Uh, right now I'm working uh, on uh, uh, my PhD, which is um, a comparative study on uh, restructuring across uh, um, construction industry in Italy and the UK. 
uh, is a very interesting uh, uh, study about uh, the construction of the, uh, two underground lines in Rome and in London. Uh, and uh, it was uh, a, a great opportunity to us. Uh, we are always trying in this uh, effort to link uh, uh, economic, uh, uh, political economy, and uh, uh, sociology and the industrial relation, uh, academics with uh, society. So it's a is a very uh, is a very interesting uh, uh, part of the work I'm I'm conducting now together with uh, my usual engagement uh, with some social organization uh, trade unions uh, in Italy uh, for which I'm conducting an independent research uh, on change. On changes at workplace and uh, my um, and my engagement uh, for uh, an NGO called Junior Art Club, for which I dedicated almost two decades of my of my work. So in different ways, all these uh, um, efforts of understanding our society uh, with. Um, uh, the lens of uh, uh, economics are uh, uh, merging uh, in, in uh, the different aspects of my work. Well, good luck for this project and congratulations for your publication, your book. You have already published uh, journal articles and other works, but for a young scholar like you are, this is already a very big achievement. Congratulations and thank you very much for being with us today. This was The Fascist Nature of Neoliberalism, published by Routledge in 2017 and authored by Andrea Micocci and Flavia Di Mario. Thank you very much for being with us, Flavia. Thank you to you very much and to your audience.